Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. One day when the glory comes, it'll be ours, it'll be ours, oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, No man, no weapon formed against Yes, glory is destined Every day women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just stay specific enough One son died, his spirit revisited us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson With our hands up When it go down, we woman and man up They say, stay down And we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop And we ran up Oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> I got the full, full crew up here. Glory. Oh, man, that was awesome. Give them another hand, please. Got a lot of things going on in February. February is Valentine's uh, Day month and um, Black History Month, which I love my little, my little Black History stole, kente cloth. And then it's also the month of strength and unity. So I'm glad that we were able to acknowledge everything. Man, like I said, I'm in a, I'm in a crazy mood today. <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Oh, man. So I also have been receiving these beautiful thank, uh, love letters from, from you guys. Thank you so much. And um, I uh, have a feeling I have an idea who might have started that, but thank you so much for it. And, you know, we have some hidden uh, heroes in our crew. Like, um, I have been able to rely on Roxanne for a couple things, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. She did the party, of course, for my, for in November. That was awesome. And then she did a beautiful luncheon. Oh, my gosh, for the ministers. They, they're still raving about it. Every uh, four months, our... Uh, the ministers in the subregion of Great Lakes come together at another at a church, and they had theirs. Uh, we had our lunch, and we hosted it here, and that was awesome. So, thank you so much, Roxanne. Thank you so much, and those the rest of you who help and who are standing up and coming into showing and shining your lights here. Thank you. Let's give our, ourselves a hand. Some of you are doing this on the slide because you don't want that acknowledgement. You just want to share. And so I, I thank you for that. I thank you all for that. So I just want to acknowledge that and acknowledge you guys for the thank yous. I feel good to know that you guys love me as much as I love you. I really feel good to know that. So thank you for those love letters. So um, my cute little joke today that I heard. So I heard this that this uh, lady, she was blind, and she went... Um, skydiving. And so she, so when she got back to the next day, her friend asked her, she's like, so how did you enjoy it? I heard you went skydiving. And the lady said, yeah, well, I found out why blind people don't like to go skydiving. And her friend said, why? She said, because it scares the hell out of their dogs. about you, but I would have given my dog a sit down for that one. <laughs> oh man, I thought that was so cute. Oh. <laughs> and I've been dying to say it. <laughs> oh man, so like I said, this month, we have been walking into the consciousness of strength. Last month, and unity represents faith, and the apostle for faith is Peter, and this month in February is strength, and the apostle, the disciple for strength is Andrew, and they're brothers, they're related. So we've, talk, we've been talking about standing in our faith, strongly walking in faith. And so last week, we talked about letting go of the what-ifs that cause and trigger fear. Actually, it's the what-ifs that are rooted in fear to stand in what is. And as we did that, we moved into the consciousness of looking at fear as an acronym that, come on, 
That means false evidence appearing real. Now, why is it false evidence appearing real? Because as Charles and Myrtle Fillmore say, when our mind is unaligned with God, we are walking in error and false consciousness. And when you're walking in error and false consciousness, your way of seeing things is skewed. So things show up as false evidence appearing real. This week, I want to go deeper into that. This week, I want to talk about how to lean into fear so that we can shift that acronym into where we face everything and rise. Amen? Amen. So, the scripture that I want to use for today, wait, I got to be obedient. Thank you, God, for blessing this message. Thank you for opening us up to hear giving us the eyes to see and the ears to hear. I relinquish the human side of myself right now, and I let spirit come forth and speak. Thank you for everything you've been doing, the work in me, to prepare me for what it is you will have me say, because it doesn't always turn out the way I practice it. So I'm, I'm ready, I'm willing, I'm able, and I'm thankful. Amen. Okay, so... The scripture I want to use comes from 1 Samuel. And it, now that what's happened is David, who is a predominant uh, biblical character in the Old Testament, David has come back with his, his uh, men from going out to fight. And he's found out that, that um, the Amalekites um, have come in and taken over and pillaged his whole town. And they've taken his kids, the, the children and the mother, uh, women and children. And so at this point, the men are angry. They're tired. They're stressed out. He's in anguish. He's stressed out. And he's hearing that they're murmuring about killing him. So that is where we come to this point in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And I'd love for you guys to read 1 Samuel chapter 30 so you can go into it deeply. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to pull out excerpts from it. And so right now in this space, David is now in grave danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk about stoning him. So can you imagine that feeling? You're in this space. Where you hear them talking about it. Now you're stressing too and upset because your family's been taken as well. But now you're worried about how do I handle this situation? I'm the leader of these men. How do I handle this situation? And now the men are talking about stoning me. And so in this space, there are a lot of what if questions going on. What if they do stone me? What if we try to get back our people and they don't want to follow me because they're angry with me? How do I handle this situation? What if I don't know how to handle this situation? You're in a space of feeling worried, feeling upset. Haven't you ever been in a situation where you might have felt alone? There's a lot of stuff going on in your life. And it's like, what else can happen? And voila, you find out. (laughs) The next thing happens. You have one thing after another, after another, after another happen in your life, and you're in a space of feeling distressed. Anybody ever experienced that? Now, we may not have been in a place where somebody took our, our family away, but we've been in a place where we felt just distressed. 
where there's been situations that happened in our life, life or death situations, financial situations, relationship situations, even seeing our children. Once I saw my daughter dating somebody who was not the best personality for her, and there was nothing I could do about it if I was going to stand in the Christ. I had to ask God, how do I respond to that? And there's a feeling of weakness when you see your children going down the wrong road, isn't it? And I don't want to say the wrong road. What I'll say is not uh, the wrong road for the outcome that they would want for themselves. Because every road leads you to some type of lesson. Amen? Amen. And so what does David do in this situation? All those what if questions are going on in his mind. What do you do? David found strength in the Lord, his God. Now, what does that mean? It means he leaned in to the fear in the strength of God. He leaned into and faced everything involved in it in order to rise up. He faced the situation. He looked at the situation. He stepped into his faith with God. And when he did that, he became stronger inside of himself. I, um, this week, well, Friday, I went to, um, I do not, well, I didn't like going to the dentist. I'll tell you that I did not. And it's, I still don't, but I'm working through it. But I had to have four cavities replaced. You know, those silver ones, you got to get them taken out and get the white ones. And I hated the silver ones. I was like, can't we just keep the silver ones? But apparently we couldn't because they were coming apart. It's been years that I've had them. So I, I'd already had an experience on the right side two weeks before. And I did. That was the worst experience. And I'm driving there Friday. I am angsting. There's a difference between fear and anxiety. Fear is the response that rises up inside of you when you're actually in the midst of a situation, when you're actually in the midst. So if these men started coming at him and he was afraid, that would be what fear is. Right now he's experiencing anxiety, which is going in his mind over what could happen. And in that is just as detrimental as if you're actually in the fear. And experience it. Sometimes it's even worse because in that moment, you're not literally using the adrenaline from fight or flight mode so it can cause high blood pressure. Now, I'm stressing on my way. I'm hot, hot and cold. You know that anxiety, you get hot and cold and it's like you're really worried. And I'm stressing about this drilling in my teeth. And I'm like, oh my God. Now, I had read this and it meant something to me. Like I said, the logos is the word. The word means something to you. But I said, God, okay, the title is to lean in to the fear. So I walked with God on the way there. I leaned into the fear. I felt it fully and I felt it with the presence of God. And I said, show me how to get through this without being so afraid. And so what happened was I started hearing in my mind, I am with you always. You are one with me. And, I, and then I started visualizing what the drill really is for. And, and the, the sound is what gets me. You know, I, I don't like that sound too much, right? And I'm like, okay, how do I get it? I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Even when they're polishing, it's still, ah, I can't stand it. So I'm thinking about that, but I'm releasing it. I'm releasing it. I'm releasing it. I'm choosing to see it differently. I'm choosing. All you have to do is make the choice and God will stand into shifting your consciousness. So I made the choice and God stood into shifting my consciousness. Now, the other thing that was a problem when I went in for my right side is I kept trying to breathe through my mouth. <laughs> I didn't practice breathing through my nose. How are you going to open your mouth and breathe through your nose? Now, on the way there, I practiced it. Held my mouth open, breathe through my nose. Held my mouth open, breathe through my nose. And it worked. 
and it worked, and it, I know I did. I was looking crazy. People were looking at me like, <laughs> I'm looking up. They're like, what do you got that? Ellen, you know that, that game where you stick stuff in your mouth and try to say words? <laughs> and I came in the door. Oh, I'm here. This, this is Ke- I'm Kelly Kincaid. I had to close my mouth so I could talk. But my point is, I practiced it. During the experience, it worked out. The dentist came in and said, you know what? We have some earplugs for you if you need them. Voila! That drilling, I didn't hear it so strong. And then not only when I had my mouth open and I could breathe through my nose, I relaxed my body. Before I was so gripped and all this, it caused me to go into a panic attack and I started having an asthma attack. I did not need my inhaler. I just relaxed. And when my mouth started hurting because I had held it open so long, I I said, God, hold my mouth open for me. And I opened it bigger and God held it open for me. Now that may be something little, it may not be like this, where his, his family, all the families were taken. You guys are looking this way. All the families are taken. <laughs> right. And, and people are talking about killing me. Now, that's not what happened. But that was, a, a, that was when I leaned in for me. I leaned into that fear. And that created a higher quality of life for me. I did not have to have him stop, her stop. Usually I raise my hand and before they even start drilling, wait a minute, let me brace myself, wait a minute. I did it without raising my hand at all. The only time I needed to raise my hand was to suction my mouth. That is a victory for me. I leaned into and found strength in the Lord. I leaned into the fear and it worked for me. What is it in your life, big or small, that you need to lean into the Lord for? That is the first step in shifting those what ifs into standing in what is. We talked last week about using the hook, the rod, to shift your thoughts and realign your thoughts. But if you don't realign your thoughts in the power and the presence of God and the strength of God, they won't be rooted in you. You have to do it in the strength of God. Stand on the faith in the strength of God and it's rooted in you. That's the first step. The second step is to know, this is uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, chapter is uh, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 10. And it says, for when I am weak, I am strong. What does this mean? What this means is, I am is the human part. When you feel weak in your human consciousness, in your human personality, we are weak in a human but when we, when we confess it and stand in it and release it, then I am strong. The I am Christ comes forth and you step in the strength of God. So that's what he did. He released trying to handle it himself. He released standing in the consciousness of it on his own. He re- acknowledged the fact that on my own, God, I cannot do this. And he celebrated and prayed. Now those Psalms in the Bible, there's a, a book of Psalms. These, this is David. This is David in here. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. This is David going through all of the times that God stood there for you. How many of you have had God stand in the gap for you? How many of you have felt God work through and, and st- come, come through for you? Only a few of us? <laughs> when you fully know this, you can release your human side. And you can lean into the strength of God. You can lean into your faith. You can lean into and face everything knowing that you will rise up. 
So you can shift fear from false evidence appearing real into facing everything and rising up. Are you ready to rise up? I am ready to rise up. Together? I am ready to rise up. When I am weak, together? I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. When you emphasize that I am, it wakes up the Christ and the Christ steps in. It becomes your strength. And that's what David did. Now, what is the other piece of it? So the first part is to acknowledge, to face the situation head on. And then you release your, your hold on it and stand in the strength of God. Let's read this, sec- this uh, ch- uh, verse 7 together. Then he said to... <laughs> I knew you guys... It's Abiathar, yeah. <laughs> Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? Now let's stop there. The next thing... Now, the ephod is a garment that the Hebrews wore, the high priest wore. And then after uh, Genesis or so, you go further after Exodus, where you go further in it, then the priests wore this. It's a beautiful garment. It's called, you've heard the breastplate, and it has these 12 stones in it that represent the 12 tribes. And the priests wore it, but the priests usually put it on when they were going to go in and ask God a serious question and hear from God. And so he put on this ephod, and the ephod in metaphysical terms and spiritual terms represents stepping into divine understanding, stepping into divine power and your divine authority. And that's what he did. He released his human authority, his human power, his human strength, and he stepped into the divine understanding, the divine power, divine authority that you are, that I have power over this consciousness, over this situation. I can do this in God, in Christ who strengthens me. I can handle this situation, even when no matter what it is, no matter what it is. We got somebody who has surgery three weeks ago, standing in her strength. But this is the thing which I I have a feeling, Eileen, that you stood in the strength and faced everything before you had the surgery. Am I right? That's how you walk through anything. You stand in it before. If you know it's coming, you stand in it before so that you can walk in the divine understanding and the divine wisdom and the divine power of who you are. And no, that's why Sister Girl was up two days later walking herself around. She didn't even wait for somebody to help her to go to the bathroom. She went herself. She's like, I got to go. And she went up and went. <laughs> and then we were trying to get them, her daughter and I were trying to get them to come back and help her. She said, I'm done. And she went to bed. <laughs> when you are in the power of God, your circumstances do not hold you back. They do not hold you back. Because you're walking in the divine understanding, divine wisdom, divine power, and your divine authority. You are made in God's image and likeness. I am made in God's image and likeness. Together? Say it again like you mean it. Now, when you know that, you release any human way of trying to figure it out, and you automatically step into God. That's what David did, automatically turned it over to God and stood and leaned into it and faced everything and walked in it and kept on walking in it until he got his answer. Now, so you move into divine idea, the divine uh, understanding of it, and then he asked the Lord. I asked God to help me release, because I didn't want every time I had to go to the dentist to go through that terror. That is not a good feeling. My mama didn't go, all her teeth came out. 
we had to move her teeth because she was so terrified to go. I didn't want that. I don't want to be afraid to go to the doctor. It holds you back from stepping forward in life. Those may be simple things, but those simple things can hold you back from going forward in life. Lean into it. Face everything and rise. And then the last thing, uh, let's read where it says in the Lord. And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. When you find out what to do from God, you got to do it. If you want your circumstance to change, if you want that what if to change into what is and stand in what is, you got to follow what you hear from God to do. You can't handle it on your own. You don't, I, that's why you're asking God. In your own human consciousness, in your own human perspective, you don't see the whole thing. You have a, a, a different perspective when you shift into divine understanding. And in divine understanding, the answers come, but you got to follow the answers. I was told to breathe with my mouth open, practice it. And I, had I not practiced it, I would have still been in there choking and gagging because I was trying to breathe through my mouth with my mouth open and then working in my mouth. Had Eileen not stood in her fear, she wouldn't have been able to go through and walk quickly through the surgery. That is not easy going through hip surgery. They replaced her whole hip. She's up here walking. You stand in it, you face everything, and you walk in it. God's got your back. Amen? Amen. So, let's recap. You face everything by leaning into the fear. When you lean in the, into the fear, you let go of your human strength and stand in the God's strength. When you let go of your human strength and stand in the God's strength, you move into asking God for divine understanding. When you ask for divine understanding, you ask what is it mine to do? What is mine to do? When you get what is yours to do, you stand in it and you do it. Amen? Amen. What do I got next? Oh, we're closing it out. Thank you, God. You know what? Let me, I just got to say something. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just got to say this piece. When my mom passed away, there were moments where, like I told you, I, I said this before, my dad said it was devastating to him because he lost his wife and didn't have his best friend to tell about it. And he lost his best friend and didn't have his wife to tell about it because they were the same person, right? But then he had moments where he would go through these anxiety where he would replay in his mind those things that he didn't do or things that he did that might have hurt her feelings or upset her or whatever. And he let it run through him. Instead of fighting it, when you fight it, you cause anxiety. But when you let it run through you and you stand in it and just let it flow through, he just, okay, we going through this moment again? All right, let's go through this moment again. Yep, I remember. Nope, I didn't apologize for that. Yep, but I know God forgave me and I know my wife forgives me. He let it go through him. Whatever psychological you're going through, whatever you're holding on to, especially if you've had someone who's transitioned or you've gone through a divorce or you've gone through a relationship where the relationship uh, you, has, has left, you may have friends who have left your life, you may have even a rift between you and your family, something, whatever's going on, let those emotions play themselves through. Stand in, face it fully, face it fully, stand in it. And face the evidence, face everything, and rise in it. Because as you face it, God tells you the truth. If you don't face it and you run from it, it'll get stronger and stronger. Face it head on. Let God walk you through it. Ask God what is mine to do, and then you do it. Does that make sense? I don't know who that was for, but I'm being obedient. 
I'm being obedient. Okay, so let us move, God Almighty. Thank you so much for blessing these ears that have heard, heard, the eyes that have seen. Thank you for blessing our situation, blessing our lives. Anybody in here who is struggling, God, thank you for blessing them, showing them how to face it, everything, and rise up in your strength, that as they are weak, you are strong. Come up in their lives right now and show your strength, God. We thank you because as we affirm your strength in our life, we know that as we speak it, it will be. Because thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. And we're aligning our thoughts right now with the consciousness of Christ. Thank you, God. Let's do these affirmations together. I will always find strength in God. The next one. For when I am weak in God, I am strong. Say it again. For when I am weak in God, I am strong. One more time. For when I am weak in God, I am strong. Go to the next one. I lean into my fears and find strength in God. Do the last one. I stand in what is. Stand up. And let's say this two more times. You okay? Yes. All right. Say it again. I stand in what is. One more time. I stand in what is. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. That's it. I have a dream, a song to sing, to help me cope with
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.